Hey everyone, welcome to Mamacitas on a Mission. I am your host, Kayla. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited to start the week off into a good productive week. I hope you guys had a really nice weekend. I know I did. Weather was beautiful and uh, here we are. Today is May 18th, right? And uh, it feels like this month is flying by as well. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about student loan debt and the consequences to taking out this type of debt, as well as different ways to pay back the debt. So I'm pretty sure all of you can relate to this topic, either because you had student loan debt or have student loan debt, or you know somebody who had student loan debt or has student loan debt, or you know maybe um, you co-signed for somebody who took out student loan debt. So. Student loan debt, as I mentioned before on my other podcast, is the most dangerous debt because you can't declare it in bankruptcy, chapter 7 or 13. It's one of the debts that will stick with you forever if you don't tackle it dead on. And it's also a debt that has created $1.7 trillion in this country for debt as of 2021, according to Forbes, which is insane. In 2020 alone, year to date, 45 million borrowers took out student loan debt. That is a lot of people. Also, another fact is that this type of debt is only second to mortgage debt, credit card debt, and auto debt. As you guys know, with COVID-19, the student loan crisis affected a lot of students and people that were still trying to pay these loans. Biden passed an executive order saying that they were going to put a a pause on repayment for eight months. And a lot of people obviously were furloughed, laid off and took advantage of that opportunity to put a halt on the student loan debt. And there was also a lot of talk in the Biden administration that they were or they are thinking about canceling $50,000 in uh, student loan debt, but we can't say hallelujah yet because we really don't know what the outcome of that is going to be. Now, there are some, some career paths that will forgive some of your student loan debt. I know for like teachers or public workers, um, there are some student loan forgiveness things out there that they can apply for after a certain period of time. Also, believe it or not, there are a lot of companies who are offering paying some of that student loan back as part of their like total rewards package. So I think that's kind of cool if you can land a job that's going to pay for some of that debt for you. But today I want to talk about that high schooler who's about to graduate or maybe a sophomore or maybe that college person who's about to graduate and doesn't have an idea of what's going to hit them when they graduate. And then also some ideas on how you can tackle some of that debt. So when I was a senior in high school, or maybe a junior, I started looking into colleges and I started applying for financial aid. I do think that as a society, we need to do a better job communicating what that debt is and what financial aid is and what the terms are to our students. It's very 
difficult and it's hard to understand some of these terms that you've never heard of, especially if you're a high schooler when you're about to apply for financial aid. So I think that counselors in general need to do a better job explaining to students what student loan debt is and how applying for financial aid may affect them. I do encourage applying for scholarships if you can. If you are about to graduate in the next few years from high school, there are a lot of scholarships out there for pretty much anything you can think of. If you're a diverse female or male who plays the violin, there's a scholarship for that. If you are a track star who's a uh, Hispanic female, there's a scholarship for that. If you are a soccer player who is, you know, from another country, there's a scholarship for that. So my point is, do your research because there are a lot of scholarships out there. And now with technology, it's unavoidable. You should be able to find some of that information. When I was growing up, we didn't really have the advanced technology or Google the way we have it now. So I couldn't really Google this stuff. I couldn't go into an encyclopedia and find the information. The information was just not there. So with my experience, um, I was just happy that I was going away to school and that I was getting what I thought was some sort of a good ride to a very good school that was kind of in the expensive side. It was a private school in Long Island. And I thought to myself, well, I got some grants, I got Pell, I got a few things here, I was covered, I'm good. Well, it wasn't until January of 2000, after Christmas break, that I came back to school after like one month being um, where I lived, and I couldn't get into my dorm. My car didn't work. And the reason why my car didn't work is because my financial aid had not gone through, or it was pending. So I remember it was freezing, it was January, it was windy, cold in New York, and I had to literally lug my stuff to the the Bursar office. For those of you that don't know, Bursar is basically the office where the bills get paid for school. So luckily I had done work study a few months for, for that location when I was a freshman and became really cool with the Bursar head manager and the people there. So he was there because he often worked late to like eight o'clock at night. So he was there and I spoke to him and I said, look, Ed, I really, you know, don't know what to do. I've been locked out. He said, don't worry about it. He's like, get in my car and I'll drive you back to the dorm and I'll open it up for you. So he did. He was a really sweet guy. He said, but you need to come see me this week so I can see what the problem is with your financial aid. Perfect. So the next day, first thing I did was go see Ed and he broke it down for me. He educated me and said, look, this is how much you um, got as a grant, which you don't have to pay back, but this is how much student loan interest the government has let you borrow. And this is what you're gonna have to pay, you know, basically in the next 25 years. And this is the breakdown. And he really explained it to me very detailed, which, Mind you, I didn't know before. And he said to me, and also, they're giving you more financial aid than you need. They're letting you borrow more money than you need for about maybe $2,500 for that semester. And he said to me, you know, if you don't need that money, send it back. 
So, of course, me being the irresponsible college kid, I did not send the money back. I spent it. And that was money that I had to pay back eventually. So when I graduated college, um, they do some sort of exit interview and they tell you immediately, expect a bill. Expect a bill from good old Sally Mae because it's coming. And, you know, it doesn't hit you until after you graduate. You know, I don't want to damper anyone's college experience, but in reality, if you could avoid all of that before you even get into college, then try to. So you can enjoy your experience and your journey through college. Now, what I did was when I left college, guess what I did? I acquired more debt. I said to myself, well, you know, I need to go get an MBA. And I did. And don't get me wrong. It was the, the biggest, the, the, the most blessed action I've done. I mean, I think it was definitely worth it. But at the end of the day, um, I paid for that, you know, and I had a job that was paying a portion of it, but not enough to cover it to where I wanted to graduate by a specific time in my life. I wanted to do everything before I hit 30. So I was very focused and I knew I had to pay that debt back. And one of the things that I will tell you is that What you want to do is educate yourself on the career path you want to take and how much your field is going to pay you. Because if you take out more money than what you're going to make immediately, then I don't recommend you do it. I don't recommend you take out $100,000 in student loan debt to be a teacher. I just don't. Or to go ahead and and get another job that's going to pay you the max $50,000 a year. I just don't recommend that. So... If you're going to get yourself into student loan debt, which again, do your research. I don't, I don't want you to go down that path if you don't have to, or if you do not have to take out so much close to six figures, but you know, for example, a doctor or a lawyer, they may have, you know, six figures in debt when they leave school, but guess what? When they get a job, they're going to have a six figure income. So they're going to have a lot more of a bigger shovel to pay off that student loan debt in a matter of five to seven years, as opposed to someone who's not making as much, who will probably have to pay that for 25 years and pay all that interest. So I recommend that you do your research. And if you really don't need an advanced degree for that job, then don't go get one or wait till you find a job that's willing to pay for it. Um, I know some people, you know, like to pursue a PhD and there's just really... When I look at some of the careers within my company, you know, a lot of the jobs that we hire for don't require a PhD. You know, we put a lot of people through through an through an advanced program uh, to get like their master's or MBA, but in reality, the typical is a four-year degree. Now they do say if you get a four-year degree, you're likely to make ten thousand dollars more versus the person who has the, all the experience, but. Um, you also want to take into consideration all the debt you have. You don't want to live in your mom and dad's basement till you're 50. Um, I do know some people that worked their way through college, so it took them a little longer, seven years to get a four-year degree, but guess what? When they graduated, no debt. Now, there are some lucky people out there who, after they graduate college, get a good job right off the bat. And a lot of companies are doing, you know, internships, paid internships. It's actually illegal in some states to intern without pay. Uh, It used to be back in the day, you'd intern, they work you to death, and you just go get coffee, and that was it. You got credits for it. But now, 
uh, internships have become like a job and you get paid for it. Uh, Some of the interns where I work get paid really good money. I mean, and this is just an internship level job. And by really good money, I mean good money for an 18 year old, right? Making 24 to 25 an hour. That's a pretty good money for an 18 year old. So uh, a lot of times it also depends on the career and the field. You know, if you know you want, you're going to get into a field where you're going to make good money um, after you've paid your dues, maybe five, 10 years in or five to seven years in, then good for you. You know, then you have a bigger shovel to pay off that debt. What I do recommend once you get a job and you start paying this debt off is to throw everything at that debt. Bonuses, income tax returns, birthday gifts monetary things, whatever, you make an extra payment. Making one extra payment of whatever, 25 to 100 bucks, makes a big difference when you're looking at interest. A lot of times when you look at your student loan bill, you'll, let's say, pay $500 a month. $400 of that goes all to the government, all interest, and your principal still looks terrible. So you have not put a dent on that. Another thing that I do recommend when you're going to really get serious about paying this debt is to make sure when you pay it, you call them and you say, I want this applied to the principal, not the interest, and they can do that. And then also look at the, at the, at the plan that you have, because the more you prolong it, the more interest you're going to pay. If you take 25 years to pay off student loans, by the time you're there, you're probably going to be a parent. You're probably going to you know, be a lot older, obviously, and you're probably going to be making a lot more money, but who wants to bring that debt into anyone's life? There was a story actually out there where somebody had passed away and the family had to still pay for that, those student loans. Another thing you need to be careful about is make sure that you're not taking out private student loans through like Wells Fargo, Chase, any of these big major banks, because uh, they don't have as much protections as federal. Plus, the interest rates are a lot higher when it comes to private student loans. So try to stay away from those if you can and just really focus on um, federal loans and just try to tackle them. But that's what I would recommend. And then if you need to live with someone, get a roommate for the first few years after college, do that. Do that so you have that extra cushion. You know, work a part-time. Have that so you have an extra cushion to pay off those student loans because they are gonna be with you for a lifetime if you don't take it serious. I know a lot of people that graduated with me in 2003 from four-year degree, I'm aging myself, and they're still paying for it, you know? And who wants to pay that when you have kids, you know, or when you have other responsibilities? So try to really get on it. When When I graduated, Initially, I didn't get the dream job that I wanted. It took me many years to prove myself. But when I did, I was serious about it. I said, I cannot, I cannot not have this debt hanging over me if I ever want to have a family and move on with my life. And it took me, you know, a few years, but I did. I'll never forget when I made that final payment. It was like a relief to see zero balance and just knowing that, good Lord, it took me, you know, all this time to finally understand and get it, that this debt was going to be the biggest issue in my life if I didn't take care of it. So make sure that if you have children, you know, 
the best gift you can give them, and I've said this before on my other podcasts, open up a 529. Birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, put the money in there, put it in their 529. I think the biggest gift you can give your child is that option where if they don't want to go to school, fine. College is not for everyone. But if they do, at least they have the option and you're breaking general generational curses. You're not going from student loan to student loan and everybody's just kind of like, you know, maybe have these careers, but you're still paying off this debt. I'll never forget, I was listening to, I want to say it was a Dave Ramsey show, and the guy literally had like $800,000 of student loan debt. He was a doctor making probably half of that a year, surgeon. And Dave Ramsey told him, you need to get your act together. You can't live like a doctor. You can't drive that nice car. You need to get your crap together. You need to get a little cheap apartment and you need to pay the student loan off because it's gonna, you're gonna owe millions if you don't. So if you got a new car, which he did, you better go return it. You know, if you, if you went out and you bought all these expensive clothes and you're living in this luxury condo somewhere downtown, you better take it back and go find yourself some, something else or maybe have, get a roommate. And so he put him on a plan and the guy called, your, called back and like five, six years later and said, I took you serious. I literally did not live like a doctor and he paid off all of that debt. But he had a big shovel, you know, and not everybody is going to have such a big shovel. Some of you are going to have a small shovel. Some of you are going to have a medium shovel. Some of you are going to have a large shovel. But it, it, it's not, it doesn't make sense if you are going to get into a career that's going to pay you $45,000 a year and then you acquire almost double in debt for student loans. It doesn't make sense. The math doesn't add up. So make sure whatever career you pursue requires a degree and the calculations add up. Also, while you're in college, make sure that if you can, if you get extra money, whether through income taxes, whatever, throw, start paying that student loan while you're in college if you can. Because, again, when you graduate, you're going to be very disappointed if you don't start taking immediate action while you're, when you're a freshman in college. If you're a high schooler, you still got time. Good for you. Talk to your counselor, do your research, stay in state. If, if you want to go leave the state, just know that you're going to get charged out of state fees until you're a resident at that, in that state. So if it doesn't make sense for you to leave, then don't. A lot of times you staying in your state helps you out in the long run. And also, hey, if you can't afford it for your college, do a community college. Go for two years, see if it's for you. And then eventually transfer those credits. Hopefully they're transferable and you go to a four-year school. But that's a good cheap way to do it is to pay for community college and then go to the school you want. Also, if you don't know what you want to do after high school, it's okay. You're 18 or 17. Some of you are 16. You're not expected to know what you want to be. And I think it's unfair in society that we put that pressure on kids. Like, what do you want to be? Who knows? You know, I know I wanted to be a million different things when I was that age. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I would encourage, um, for sure, parents to look up those terminologies with your kids, help them out, speak to their counselor. High schoolers, a lot of times, are not going to know what to ask. Also, if you're a parent and you co-sign, you're going to be responsible for that loan. My mom did it, and I had to pay it on her behalf, but it was her debt. And yeah, it was a good tax write-off, but guess what? It's debt. 
and you don't want to leave that to your parents or you don't want to take on that burden. So make sure if you co-sign, parents, you understand what you're doing for your child and you understand that it's your responsibility. So if you have an irresponsible kid who you know is not good with money or going to pay, I recommend you probably have a good talk with them and say, you know what? Let's just focus on community college for now. Let's see how you do. Let's see how responsible you are. And then we'll entertain the idea of that. Also ask around, speak to people that have been to college, speak to people who are in your career, in in that career. Um, You know, if you want to go into the arts, if you want to be a dancer, um, Juilliard in New York is a pretty expensive school. So you want to obviously look into scholarships for that. But don't just sign away your life completing all these financial aid forms if you don't know what you're doing or signing. Because once you start the process, a lot of people, statistics show that a lot of people don't complete college because of this, because they can't afford it. And guess what? Even if you don't graduate, you still got to pay that money back. So there were a couple of people that I went to school with. Uh, Second year, I remember this girl just dropped out and she had thousands of dollars in debt. She still had to pay back with no degree to show for it. So she didn't do her research, as I didn't. And I, at least, you know, I feel like, you know, that saying, you can never take away somebody's education. Like that's one thing you can't take away. That is true. I'm all for educating yourself because again, education, I feel like brings, breaks a lot of generational curses. But at the end of the day, you also have to be smart with your money and not bring in another generational curse, which is debt and living check to check and thinking that it's okay to live like that. Already spending your check before you even get it. You know, that's not the way we want to live and that's not the example we want to set for our children. So it takes time. You know, I learned my lessons and it took me many years, but it takes time. So don't beat yourself up and think, oh my God, you know, what did I do? Don't beat yourself up. Everybody's human. Just learn from your mistakes and make sure that you don't pass that on to your kids and you educate your kids about it. Also, for some of those that got some sort of certification and spent thousands of dollars, be aware of scams out there. There's a lot of these, you know, schools, technical schools that say they'll get you a job and they're super expensive and they don't work. So, you know, try to see if your job can pay for it or educate yourself on that, but pay that money back if you got that debt because that's just as bad as any student loan debt through the government or through a private bank. So, if, you know, make sure you, you do that and, you know, talk to your manager. If your employer doesn't have a tuition reimbursement program or a tuition program, ask. It doesn't hurt to ask and say, hey, would you, would you pay for this if I entertain the idea of going back to school and see what they say? Uh, I think with COVID, it it really opens up a lot of people's minds to maybe go back to school, pursue a new career path. But I recommend if you do it, do it wisely and just, you know, if you're going to get into debt, make sure you could pay it back. Bottom line, you could pay it back like in the next two to three years, not 25 years. I'm telling you, it doubles up. If you wait that long, it will double up. And I still know people today who graduated with me and are still paying those student loans, which I imagine, I mean, are ridiculous. So that's what I would recommend. I leave it here. It's all about knowledge and all about power. And it's important to be able to be open about this type of 
you know, subject and um, always better yourself, but do it wisely. I'll leave it here, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned next Monday for my new podcast. And if you have any ideas, make sure to DM me on Mamacitas on a mission on Instagram. I really appreciate it, guys. Have a great and safe week and be blessed.